A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Rural counties that rely on dairy and animal agriculture saw higher unemployment rates due to COVID-19. This is according to a recent article published in Choices, an Agricultural and Applied Economics Association peer-reviewed journal. Andrew Stevens, an assistant professor in the Department of Agricultural and Applied Economics at UW-Madison, authored the piece along with Emeritus Professor Dan Bromley. Stevens says there were plenty of articles that focused on how the pandemic was impacting cities, so his team looked at how COVID-19 impacted unemployment in areas that rely on agriculture, focusing on Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. We wanted to know, did the unemployment effects look differently in counties where agriculture is more reliant on row crops versus counties that are more reliant on animal agriculture or, or, or dairy. And, and we thought because these different kinds of agriculture work different ways, they, they might have responded to the pandemic differently. Uh, and unemployment might look different. And in fact, that, that's what we see. And, and the bottom line result is that in places where agriculture is more centered around animal agriculture and dairy, we saw higher unemployment during the COVID pandemic compared to counties that are more reliant on on row crops. Andrew, why even conduct this study? What was the point? There were a a whole slew of papers that got published in this edition of of the peer-reviewed article, uh, sorry, the peer-reviewed publication choices. And all of these articles were trying to understand what the effects of COVID were on the rural economy about a year after we were in the thick of it. Uh, And so what we were really interested in is sort of seeing, well, what happened to unemployment in the agricultural sector in these rural counties? Um, and so we uh, applied some, some fancy statistics to some publicly available data, uh, and we're really able to extract this interesting story about how different kinds of agriculture lend themselves or don't lend themselves to surviving labor shocks, better or worse. Why do we see this difference between animal agriculture and row crop agriculture? I think also about the frequency with which these different farms create their output, right? So uh, a corn farmer only produces one corn crop a year. And so, you know, even if a pandemic rolls in and shuts down the economy for three months, you know, that might be the three months that the corn is in the ground anyway. So there's not a whole lot of an effect it might have. But uh, for a dairy or, you know, um, a beef farm or something like that, um, you know, you are creating your output much more frequently, either every several weeks or months or in a, the case of a dairy, you know, every day or every other day, the, the, the truck is coming to get the milk. So they're sort of by design a little bit more exposed to supply chain disruptions affecting their, their employment as well. And you point out, Andrew, in your article that it fits into the broader scheme of things going on in rural Wisconsin. So in the past few decades, we've seen rural areas in the state become less populated and then unable to support some key businesses like grocery stores, banks or schools. It's it's true that we're finding rural areas are becoming less and less densely populated, right? There's more and more concentration in, in, in population centers and, and fewer and fewer people in our in our rural areas. The resilience of these areas, the social resilience, you know, is, is coming into question. I think our findings are really sort of a double edged sword. So on the one hand, we find that, you know, row crop agriculture is more insulated, you might say, from labor shocks and, and, and so maybe a county would say ooh, it's a good thing that we have lots of, uh, of row crop farmers or let's incentivize that more. Uh, but the flip side is, you know, that corn farmer, that soybean farmer, that wheat farmer 
probably just isn't hiring that many people anyway. And so, yes, they might be more insulated from, from unemployment shocks, but there might be fewer people to start with. And so that community, you know, may just have fewer people to, to support it at baseline. Andrew, can you talk about the context of the study in this pandemic that we're still in? There's a resurgence of cases with the Delta variant, and we're still seeing some supply chain disruption. How does that all fit together? I think for a lot of the the farms that we're implicitly looking at in this study, you know, I think many of the effects that we're going to see going forward this this summer and during a resurgence of COVID and everything are really going to, to be supply chain forces. Is this affecting where how and what people are eating, and how does that uh, trickle through um, the food supply chain. I, I don't think that a lot of animal producers, for example, are going to have to, to shut down their production or change how they do things. A lot of agriculture is outside or highly ventilated. So I, I'm less concerned about the direct unemployment from COVID on the farm. But if, if this means that people are going out to eat a whole lot less, that changes the kinds of foods that they're eating, that changes the kinds of food that there's demand for. And you might see, you know, supply and demand affect prices and demand for some of these products. Andrew, who do you hope, I guess, reads this? Who is this meant for? And what do you want to come out of this study? Well, I think this publication Choices is really designed to bring peer-reviewed, hard-hitting research to a broad readership. Uh, and it's short, it's readable. So I think anyone who's interested in what agriculture is, is facing during COVID or what the impacts have been can read this. I think it's particularly going to be interesting for rural governments or county governments thinking through how they're planning for their, their uh, agricultural sector moving forward. You know, if you're really incentivizing animal agriculture or, or dairy agriculture and thinking about where the labor is going to come from from that, the, the flip side of that coin is the more hired labor a community has, the more at risk they are of sort of large unemployment shocks during big events like, like COVID. So, so thinking through if we really expand the, the, the hired labor in this, in this community, what are we doing to provide sufficient safety nets that our community doesn't implode if another COVID happens? Andrew, this isn't the only thing you do. You also teach. Tell me what you have going on uh, coming up this semester. Yeah, so I, I get to teach two really excellent, fun courses. So one course is a, is a PhD-level course for our students who are going to go on and do their own research soon and sort of showing them what does the, you know, the leading edge of research in agricultural economics look like. So that's fun because I just get to talk about the cool things that are going on in research right now. And then my undergraduate course is, is called Economic Decision Analysis. It's for uh, primarily third and fourth year undergraduates who are ag business majors or economics majors. And, and it's really sort of like applied data science and management science to, to turn data into information, to turn information into decisions, and then turn decisions into actions and give students the tools to go do that in their own careers. Again, that's Andrew Stevens, an assistant professor in the Department of Agricultural and Applied Economics at UW-Madison. You can read the full article that was published in Choices at MidwestFarmReport.com. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.